Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. And welcome back to the Haunted Estate, or we can call it the Black Parade, because Joel and I are already rest deep in mimosas, and it's not even 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It is January 2nd. We have started off strong. The news in Ontario, where we live, we are getting completely shut down again. Yeah, this is... We're going into year three, and we're starting another full lockdown for 21 days. Yeah, and we're talking like gyms, movies, like everything is shut down. The kids are at home. It was crazy. We saw the chart. It went from like nothing to like the most COVID cases we've ever had ever. And to this point, it's funny because like the comments have completely changed on the internet and people are just kind of like, I'm done. I don't care anymore. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Honestly, it seems like most people are under the belief or the feeling of just let it run its course. Well, I feel like it's just such a mess at this point. And I feel like (laughs) Doug Ford, whoever makes our decisions here, he's just scrambling. Like, he just seems terrified all the time. Like, just no one has an answer. And then sort of just when I was before this, I was thinking about the whole how they made like unbelievable strict vaccine passports mandated. You have to have a vaccine passport. But now everything's shut down again, which just shows that the strict vaccine passports did nothing all the tickets that were given out to people that didn't respect the vaccine passports it literally did nothing we're literally back at the beginning all of that energy time was nothing i'm just they accomplished nothing bro here's the thing i feel like i don't go that many places like we were very sick over christmas i actually thought i was going somewhere so i got a rapid test and i was negative but like i don't even know if i actually was because like I was so sick for like almost two weeks there. Like still like I have a cough, <clears throat> but I just stayed home. Like I just haven't gone anywhere, mm. but um, the world is weird. We're all at home again here. It's weird to like see my friends posting and they're like in all these places in America and they're just living their best lives and they're having so much fun. And it's like, I can't do that here. And it's, you know what else is weird is like, 
places that are like no masks and stuff their numbers are so much better and here we're like the tightest ever and it's just crazy and i don't even want to talk about it yeah it's honestly it's too depressing i don't want to talk about it i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm not gonna dive deep i try not to have too many opinions on shit like this not that it's dangerous i just like being ignorant <laughs> um i just like to just kind of everyone stay home cool I got some Gossip Girl to catch up on. You know what I mean? Something like that. But right now, a lot is going on in my life. I have been more stressed out as of recently than I have been in probably my whole life. It's crazy. You know, you keep hitting those boundaries and you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then you hit the top and you're like, wow, how am I still fine? It seems like you only ever jump over one hurdle just to be faced by another higher hurdle that you have to jump over, whether it's finding a job buying a car buying a house children like no it's just one hurdle after another is all it ever is no and that's it and right now so we're gonna talk loosely about this because i'm excited and i need your guys's help to manifest this that's going on right now back in the summer a house that i am obsessed with like when i was little i would bike ride and as soon as i was kind of allowed to like you know go on bike rides when you're like 11 12 years old i would say to my mom oh i'm just going you know to huron park i'm gonna bike around the track a whole bunch of times no i biked to this house and i would sit on the boulevard and i would draw pictures of it i was obsessed with this house so it's come up for sale a few times over the years and it's crazy to see the real estate price numbers that this thing has changed like it is bananas but it came up for sale in the summer and Joel and Adam and I, we went and we looked at it. And because I knew it was my dream house. But, you know, crunching numbers, it didn't work. Um, here, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Canada, like, your business has to be, like, on the books for, like, two years. So this two years was going to come this December. Like, this was the year. So I've just been biting my nails, praying that this house does not sell. And guess what? It hadn't so as soon as like this thing came around i was like looking at him like get the thing we need to do all the taxes like like i'm telling you like new year's years every night where we should have been partying we were just crunching numbers doing computer stuff getting our taxes ready <coughs> finally today we got the it should be good you should be good to be able to get this house so i've been freaking out because now like hello sorry let me take this a little break here if any of you or your family or your parents work at the government of Ontario, my taxes are coming in. So if you could do them really, really fast, <laughs> that would be great. But um, this house, I'm, I'm going to tell you about the house. So it was built in, 19, sorry, 1894. Okay. It is made of volcanic stone and it has a lot of history to it. I'm not going to talk about it until I move there. It has a turret. Hint, hint. I did talk about it in the podcast actually with my dad way back before we even probably saw it the first time which was really cool because that's how much i love that house but it is gorgeous it is completely restored to kind of the 1894 look so i'm talking wallpaper wood wainscoting like i'm talking it's gorgeous some some of the things that make me very excited about it is that we were in there and there was one thing i never knew about so we went through the whole entire house which is like you go in there's an entranceway dining room library dining room dining room vibe kitchen you go upstairs four bedrooms next floor up after that four bedrooms so we're at the very top floor right and it's crazy like guys it's so cool i see this little tiny door and i'm like what what is this and the real estate agent opens it and she's like oh it's like the attic i'm like wait a minute so there's these stairs but it's more like a ladder 
than it is the set of stairs like it's pretty steep so i'm like no we're, we're going up like we are going up so we go up into this room and um <laughs> tell them what it looked like uh it's the attic and you have to it's basically a ladder to get up there and it's an attic that's like 1600 square feet and what's really weird is inside the attic there's a full-on stage there's a stage and it's slanted like an attic which is really cool and then at the very back of this stage is a tiny door and that's something that's so cool about this house is there's probably 30 tiny doors like they're only like two feet tall and 14 inches and like that is just tiktok porn you Mm. know what i mean so now i'm at this point of just like hoping and praying and manifesting like i have it written all over my white i'm a crazy whiteboard person i have whiteboards everywhere and like every notebook and i'm just writing you're gonna get the house it's gonna be good you're gonna get the house because here's my plan like i know you guys are thinking like eight bedrooms it's bananas no it's not because look 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 here my bedroom okay then we have because there's no like entertainment room so then we have like a tv room that's another one my closet will be a whole entire room okay then we have the youtube filming room there we go and then we have the podcast room bam there we're already at five and then joel's gonna have his office bam and then those last two bedrooms are for guests because my plan is i want to have content creators come and the podcast is going to be in the attic mm. on the stage mm. and we're gonna beanbag chairs we'll be in beanbag chairs yeah, we're gonna be in beanbag chairs oh i get it up on the stage like barstool sports podcast they do it in beanbags no but you know how it was filmed from far away yeah that's how we're doing right here yeah but it's just our faces yeah, like we're going to be on beanbags up on air and I'm going to make it look like so creepy and the haunted estate sign will like hang over top. Mm. But like this house, guys, I can't wait for the content. Like I am in there and I'm like, I, we were looking there. I'm like, I'm ready to write a book. I know exactly what I'm going to write. Like the creative energy and the history and the people that have lived there over the past like... <coughs> hundred years. Almost 200 years. Almost 200 years. It's incredible. And I just want to be there. Mm. I want to be a part of this house's history. Mm. What do you think of the house? The manor. Yeah, what would we call it? The manor. The manor. Or the clandestine house. <gasps> Segway. Adam! Clandestine house. Is he oh, there? he's not there. <laughs> We're waiting for his, like, his, like, backdoor commentary for him to be like, whoa. Um, but no, that is, that is a good thing. Clandestine house is a book that I wrote. It is a ghost book. And I thought that this episode of the haunted estate should be all things ghosts because we are going to start this year off being a little spooky, being a little ghosty, then we should jump into some ghosts. And as you all know i've been waiting for my dead dogs to come back and see me and um the other day i actually had a dream that i was just fully holding jackson which was so sweet but i thought hey why not talk about some other dogs some other pets in history that were also a little bit ghostly so let's talk about wiggy okay wiggy the dog who sensed abestos from beyond this strange encounter occurred after nursery school teacher Deborah Tadman's oldest cat, oh, it's a cat, Wiggy, passed, grief-stricken Deborah called the animal communicator Sharon Callahan to contact the spirit of her lost pet. As Deborah recounts, Wiggy and I had a close relationship, and she had felt as if she'd lost a child. He had seen her through marriage, divorce, and other relationships, three house moves, and other life experiences. Sharon was able to reach Wiggy in the great beyond and told Deborah Wiggy was concerned about her apartment because it was a toxic place. About a year later, Deborah decided to paint her apartment and discovered a bestos 
asbestos asbestos why am i saying that wrong asbestos and highly toxic mold in the walls and ceiling and the aluminum wiring it was a grave danger causing a fire deborah is forever grateful to wiggy to this day she can't believe how accurate and true the reading was there is no way that sharon the animal medium would have known that the asbestos 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 and mold were in the walls for people who don't know, asbestos is quite often used in old houses or old pipes and buildings as insulation. Yeah. And it's fine as long as it's not disturbed. But once you disturb it, it's like little particles in the air that are like hooks. Yeah. You breathe them in and get stuck in your lungs and causes cancer and damage to your bronchitis. When we were looking at houses, we went through a house that had had asbestos. Asbestos. Asbestos? Asbestos. Asbestos. My brain doesn't want to the, do that. The high school Selena and I went to both is insulated with asbestos, but because it's not disturbed. I feel like you're not saying that right. Asbestos. Asbestos. Wait. Asbestosis. Asbestos. Let me read this. Where's the word? Asbestos. That's how it says it there. I don't asbestos. But yeah, we went through one and it had all been removed. But then I was like, that sounds dangerous. Hmm. Yeah. You got some ghost boys? Yeah, I got a whole bunch. <clears throat> The first one, the black dog hangs around the Castle Crag in Connecticut, where it's terrorized hikers and castle visitors for decades. Described as a small, short-haired, spaniel-like, the black dog makes no sound even when it seems to be howling or barking. The spectral pooch comes with its own folklore. If a man shall meet the black dog once, it shall be for joy. If twice, it shall be for sorrow, and a third time, he shall die." Numerous people blame the animal for passing of those who saw the dogs three times, and tales such of these date back to the 1800s. That's crazy. And you know what's weird? So many people have, like, seen, you know, black dogs and stuff, and they're kind of, like, known to be a bad omen. But the weird thing about this house, so this house I don't think is haunted. I've had, like, a couple things come through, but I feel like it was things that I bought and were attached. But the only thing that's ever been consistent in this house is a few times I've seen a black cat. Like, I'll notice a quick around my legs, but when I look at it, it's gone. But anytime I have seen this black cat, something good happens. Hmm. So that's good. Uh, I'm actually really curious to list this house for sale because, like, this house, it's crazy. I've been here for 12 years. Oh, no. Uh, nine years. Nine or 10 years. This being 10 years? No, this is 10 years. Yeah, this is 10 years. Um, love this house bought it as a wee baby um and i'm gonna tell you right now uh, so much has happened here so much good and so much bad has happened here but like i really found who i was here but it's just too small for me and i need so much space for all my shit but i'm curious you know with how real estate changed like will it sell i feel like it's a tiktok hotspot i feel like whoever moves here if they start posting videos here they're gonna do well on tiktok so like i'm so curious how's that like because when you post videos when you're here do they do better than when you post videos at home funny enough not that I have a big following, but I have followers. My most liked and viewed video is a video posted here. I here. feel like there's something about the this backyard, house. Yeah. I feel like there's something about this house. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. We got the ghost hounds. All right. So Christopher Knight tells a strange tale. While filming a ghost episode of the Brady Bunch, the cast was staying at a creepy bed and breakfast, and they stayed up late telling ghost stories before finally hitting the sack. 
According to Knight, who played Peter Brady, he woke up in the middle of the night to find two hunting dogs sitting at the foot of his bed staring at him. Then he saw a little girl gazing at him from the doorway. Neither of the dogs nor the girl made a sound. The next day, when Knight related his strange encounter, the B&B owner took him to a fireplace where the two hunting dogs were depicted on a metal fire guard for the old house's fireplace. They were the same dogs Peter saw. No one knows if the decorations were inspired by two real dogs who once lived in the house, but the mysterious experience left the lung- left the young actor shaken. Ooh. Ooh. Just in the future, I really enjoy these with the photos. I know. <laughs> this is the blue ghost dog in Avenging Spirit. It's a pretty dog. I know, right? The Blue Ghost Dog legend is one of the oldest ghost stories in the United States, dating to the early 1700s. Damn! As the story goes, Charles Thomas Sims was attacked by a pack of thieves after a night of drinking and bragging about the amount of gold he had on him. Sims fought to his last breath with his faithful dog, a blue tick hound, battling at his side. In the end, the robbers were too strong for them, and the two fell on a rock along the road and perished. The thieves buried the gold and when they returned for it, they were beset by a large blue tick hound. The head thief escaped but soon fell ill and perished. To this day, people say the hound watches over his master's gold. A restaurant and bar takes the name from the blue dog. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wow. That's a good dog, man. That's freaking cool. I love dogs. They're so loyal. Like, I feel like if shit went down the other night, I went for like a 2 a.m. cry walk. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I cry at nighttime all the time. What is that? Do you feel like... Oh. Do you need a moment? No. 
I had one. It's over. Do you do you actually cry at night? Yeah, anymore? of course. Everyone cries at night. Anyways, you're walking. How often do you cry? Also, when I'm in the tub. <laughs> How often do you cry at night? All the time. <laughs> I feel like I'm a different person at night. Mm. Because when the sky is awake, I'm awake. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Let me see if you can tell where that quote's from. I don't, but like, it's dramatic as shit. Where's it from? Nothing. What? Okay, we'll see if they can tell us in the comments. <laughs> the historic Holly Hotel is one of the most notorious haunted places in Michigan. We'll have to go. It's not even that far from me. No, it's not. World famous Ghostbuster Norman Gothier. Gothier, please don't come for me. A professor of parapsychology visited the hotel in 1989 and declared the joint loaded with ghosts. Since then, many independent groups have investigated the hotel. Numerous visitors have reported smelling cigar smoke and floral perfume and hearing disembodied voices late in the night in the halls. Most striking, however, are the continual reports of guests hearing and seeing the spirit of Leona, the dog of former hotel owner, Mr. Hurst. Guests describe the ghost dog as looking similar to a rat terrier. Leona can be heard running down the halls, brushing up against people's legs. Phantom barking is often also observed, especially in the early morning by chefs. On December 30th, 1993... Oh, well, never mind. That's part of another story that I read there, guys. Someone named Jan Price uh, suffered a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the Oh, okay, yeah, this is starting the next one. Let me just go into the next one. Okay, that was the end of that one. They, they, she's the chef. See the dog. Don't cook the dog. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, I interrupted. You went for a cry walk at two a.m. the other night. Yeah. And. I was thinking about my ghost dogs, and I was looking for footprints. So. I could feel the tears come to my eyes. It was just snowing so nice. I knew Max would have loved it. And he would have been rolling. It still blows my mind. We lost both of them in a month. I went from four children to two children in a month. Okay, let's talk about this bitch's heart attack. That is so rude. This person. Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> On December 30th, 1993, Jan Price suffered a near fatal heart attack and had a near death during her NDE. Jan found herself in strange, misty surroundings. Suddenly, her beloved dog Maggie was with her. Maggie had passed more, uh, had passed less than a month before. As Jan recounts, I felt her presence, her love, and she appeared to me as she was in physical form, only younger, more vital. According to Jan, Maggie could speak to her in a spiritual way and said, you know that daddy can't handle both of us going right now. Jan told the dog that she was going back to the land of the living, and Maggie promised her that when her time came to return to heaven, they would explore wonderful things together. I can't handle that one. That's a tough one. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like, do you see those videos on TikTok? And it's like, what I can't wait to see when oh. I get to heaven. It's like the dog running down the path. Oh. I'm telling you right now, man. I'm gonna have so many dogs in my lifetime. There's gonna be like a 30 pack. And God will be like, why'd you have so many dogs? I'll be like, I love dogs, man. You know, I saw I saw a comic the one time. Like it was a cartoon drawing, but it it, it touched me. It was like an older gentleman had oh, passed away. God. 
he's at the pearly gates you know saint stephen's here at the pearly gates he's like so you're little johnny i've heard so much about it was like his boyhood puppy was running to him oh we're dog people in case you didn't know i miss jackson's face jackson love you buddy he, he i didn't get a warning we were so obsessed with max jackson was like like adam's dog but like i didn't love him as much because i was so focused you on loved the fact him don't say that you know i feel like i could have loved him better don't say that Anyways, Joel, I have a question for you. Yeah. Oh, you still have a dog story. I got one more. Tell us tablet. your dog story. <clears throat> the story... This one doesn't have a photo. It's depressing. The story of Yabba is a typical pet hunting testimonial. On August 30th, 2011, Yabba passed 11 days... Passed 11 days before her 17th birthday. She and her owner, Maureen, were inseparable. Yabba was her rock and the love of her life. Aside from her son, it says in brackets. <laughs> One night, Maureen woke up and found her beloved friend had passed. She was devastated, desperate, and throes of grief. Maureen began calling out to Yaba while taking pictures and hoping she could get a glimpse of the dog's spirit in one of the photos. The second picture caught an image that looks like a dog. After taking the picture, Maureen had made a memorial to the dog with her to toys and a rosary and a Jesus candle. She spoke to her every day as if she was still there. One day, Maureen took out the ball and said, Yabba, here's your ball. Come on, let's play. The ball moved. He was still sitting on the floor and then rolled. And then it happened again, and she felt something brush up against her leg, although she was alone. She believes it was the ghost of Yabba letting her know that she was all well and she's still there with her owner's spirit. That was my whole thing. I was like, what if they're trying to get us to hold them and we can't hold them? Hot dark. When did you first become a believer in the paranormal? Like, what was the the moment for you where you were like, definitely? Wow, the chair thing when we were young—that was a weird one. That was spooky. I uh, I still like not that I still think, but I always thought it was you. It was me. It was honest to God. It was I was so young ago. I barely remember. Maybe you don't remember doing it. I would I would obviously remember doing that. Also. How can you balance a chair? They're balanced on one leg. Could we have been sleepwalking? Maybe you could have been sleepwalking. But I feel like that would take some skill. It would have. That was hard. You couldn't get them. They were all on one foot. I couldn't balance a chair now on one foot, no. let alone four in quick succession. That room was so haunted. Remember, like, you got the fork to the face in that room and... We Funny enough, in the, our, the house we grew up in, <laughs> that was probably the room I found most comfort in. Really? Yeah, I liked that room. Like, it was, like, busy, you know? I liked that room. I feel like that's one of the most haunted places I've ever been, is where we grew up. Mm. For me, I've just, I've, I've always believed. From the very beginning. It was yeah. never a question. No, because of the things I saw. Mm. And the things that I... I experienced like it was just that's how things were for me so now if I was to ask you the question when is your believing moment it's just it always was yeah I think it was when I was little it, I didn't know what paranormal was but I just knew there was a girl in my room and and I knew that I saw things and people talked to me and and that kind of stuff there was never really a question but I think you know discovering that it was this thing like I was I was so like not ashamed but just like I didn't want people to know mm. because they're like they're gonna think I'm weird I'm gonna think I'm this but I like I like to sort of describe myself. I sort of have like a hippie mindset, you know, yeah. like spirits and, you know, he's here and she's there. And yeah, I sort of believe in a little bit of reincarnation. Do you remember 
I saved a chipmunk from a cat on the street we grew up on. Okay. And the next day, you found a flower on the front porch? Yes. Do you remember that? Do you think he brought you a flower? Daddy was that you were the one that brought the flower inside. And we're like, I think this chipmunk left that there. That makes me so happy. Like, he was saying thank you. So, what does that have to do with reincarnation? Oh, I don't know. I'm just. You're like, you know, reincarnation. And then yeah, you I don't told know. that story. <laughs> and segue into every house turned on, at, every faucet in the house turned on. What at the stories same time. are these? I don't know. This is from Reddit. These, the, no, these are stories of the moment that people started to believe in ghosts. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it was every faucet in the house turned on at the same time. Damn. From Reddit user CloudBaby69. Credit where credit's due here. My single mom and I lived in a house when I was a teen that used to belong to an older couple who'd passed away. My friends and I went into the attic to smoke weed or something and found a bunch of the couple's old sheet music and instruments. We got a bit spooked and climbed down. From that point on, it was truly like a movie. Doors opened and closed themselves. There was weird, freezing cold rooms. Just a strange feeling. My mom had reoccurring dreams of large black dogs sleeping by her bed. She would elaborate, but eventually... The dreams became so terrifying, she wouldn't sleep in her bedroom anymore. The dreams stopped when she started sleeping on the couch. One day, my mom and I were on the couch talking about the weird occurrences in the house. At that moment, I shit y'all not, every faucet in the house turned on at once. In the kitchen, in both bathrooms. We walked around and turned them off. All the sink levers were physically raised for the tap to turn on. My mom asked her plumber friend about this, and he couldn't come up with a reason why it had happened. They caught a glimpse of the previous occupant. My first home up north had such an eerie vibe. I would always shudder and feel extremely uneasy walking up the stairs. My bathroom was at the top of the stairs, and I remember one morning in broad daylight, after I dropped my kids off to school, I saw what appeared to be my boyfriend at the bathroom doorway facing in, wearing his usual attire, a black tracksuit. He kind of sidestepped behind the door. There was a mirror behind it, so I thought nothing of it, until I walked a few steps past the bathroom door, across the landing, into my bedroom. There was my ex-boyfriend, still fast asleep wearing the blue t-shirt. I shook him awake, saying I'd just seen him. We checked behind the bathroom door. I was in an absolute panic. There was an intruder in my home. The bathroom had a slit of a window, and it was impossible to get out. When I got friendlier with the neighbors, they told me that the house had been left empty for a couple of years because of a couple deaths, and there were no locals who wanted to rent it. The previous owner literally drank herself to death in the back bedroom after her husband died. Their son, who was on drugs and deeply troubled, hung himself in the top of the stairs within a few weeks. He was apparently the same height, coloring, and aesthetic of my boyfriend. No matter what he was doing, he always wore a black tracksuit like him as well. He just didn't look like a ghost in any sense. More like an actual human intruder that just disappeared. Ooh. Talking about them residual energy looking things. Very, very spooky. Mm. Uh, This is the second story I have. Uh, They were the only one that could see the meme. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. From Reddit user Avocado. And a bunch of numbers. It happened to me when I was a visiting friend in another state. They took me to see their friend's bar slash gaming hall, a place for food, drink, and board games, not gambling. The building was at least 100 years old. The owner took us to see that he had renovated a back room so he could expand the business. It was a large room with fresh paint, wallpaper, and carpet. We all stood inside this door for a room, chit-chatting. A young man, no older than 25, came in behind me, dressed in a meme outfit. I... It made me think of the early 1970s. I thought he worked for the bar or gaming hall. My back was actually close to the wall, so when the young man tried to squeeze behind me, I thought he was trying to avoid interrupting our conversation. Hold on a second. Why is meme spelled? I realize it's mime. It's mime? Okay. Okay. I didn't realize it first. I'm sorry. (laughs) Dressed in a mime costume. Thank you for your kidneys. I thought he was trying to avoid interrupting our conversation. I stepped forward, looking back over my shoulder, and I said, Oh, excuse me. And my friends looked at me and said, What? Because there was no one behind me. Uh, it's crazy residual energy. <coughs> the story that I just wrote with um, the hangout, I want to tell you an interesting ghost story that actually I heard a couple years ago. Word of mouth, actually. There was a woman, and um, she was like in her 70s and she had a son who was probably kind of troubled in his 40s or 50s or something like that. And um, he had like hung himself. Mm. And she knew that like she'd be the one to have to clean it up and stuff. So what she did instead <clears throat> was she had a contractor come in and put up um, like plaster and refilled in the wall as if the door was never there and the weird thing was is she ended up passing away in the house as well but the neighbors saw her son living in the house up to the time that she passed away even though he had passed away and was left hanging in the room for I think it was like three years or something like that but they had recounts of him being in the backyard and seeing him in the windows and all that and it wasn't until I think it wasn't until somebody had bought the house someone told me this story or I read it I don't know but someone had bought the house and realized that they could see in a basement window and that wasn't accessible from the inside of the house so that's the wall that had been plastered so they go into the room and the rope's still there and then there's like the pile of bones or something so yeah that's that's one thing but like he was seen forever it is interesting how some people, how different people handle grief differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know how mom and dad have the couch and chair in their living room? Yeah. Like an older gentleman, his parents had passed away in the 1930s. And how he handled grief is he locked the front door to their house and paid the bills for like 80 odd years. And yeah. then their house was essentially a time capsule. Even in the fridge, the milk from... They had died in the late 40s and then he passed away in the late 90s and that's when they found the house and he put new roofs on it. He did everything. He just shut the door and paid the bills. He locked the door and paid the bills for 50 years? Yeah. It was a time capsule. The furniture, like brand new furniture from the 1940s. And it was weird because literally like the kitchen table, there was the plate with the food and the cup of orange juice and the toothbrushes and like, like they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, so it, it, eerie. It is interesting how people deal with grief. And I've heard before too, like for example, someone loses a child and then they never take apart their bedroom, for example. And their yeah. bedroom is left untouched for the rest of their life. Like that's how they handle it. Like grief. it's like a memoriam. I, I uh, think that's kind of beautiful. I know it's a little messed up, but I, I kind of, I like tributes and mm, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it, it is dark, but it's... It's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this person, okay. I do believe in ghosts because I truly believe that I saw one once. One night, I was woken up around 1 a.m. by a ghostly pale arm and hand slowly pushing open my squeaky bedroom door. The hand was quite high off the ground, which was odd, because my husband wasn't home and the only other person in the house was my two-year-old son. I called out to my son, but there was no answer. I got out of the bed and left my room only to see that there was no one in the hallway. I switched on the hallway light and noticed smoke coming from my son's room at the other end of the hallway. I rushed to his room and saw that he was fast asleep and neatly tucked into his blankets. His bed lamp, which was on as usual, and his bedroom window curtain had somehow ended up on the bed lamp, which was open at the top, and the curtain had begun to smolder, which was responsible for the smoke. It looked like it was about to catch fire at any moment. I removed, removed the curtain and the bed lamp and potentially saved our house from burning down and from my son getting killed. I still don't know whose hand it was that opened my bedroom door, but I like to think that it was a guardian angel or a ghost. I told my pastor about this experience and he warned me it could be an evil spirit trying to trick me into trusting it. But he was looking that's out what for he, you. That's what... That's what they took from... That's what that pastor took from that? Oh, your house is a bird to bird now, so a ghost woke you up? Oh, they're trying to trick you into... Tr- but can't they do ah, good things so you befriend them? They could have put the curtain on the lamp. Could have. Okay, I see where that's coming could from. Could have. I see where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about notorious ghosts and their origin stories? Yeah, what's your favorite notorious ghost story? Oh, man, there's so many good ones. Like, what's your original? You know, we got Amityville. We have the Bell Witch. We have the Velisca Murder House. We have Lizzie Borden. We have all of these. What is your favorite? Oh, there's so many good notorious ghost stories, man. Uh, One that scared me as a child, so dark. Not really a ghost story, but just scared me for weeks. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And what really got me, the scene... And it was actually you're the one that was watching this when we were kids. The bad guy, Chainsaw Massacre, throws the guy down the steps, and there's like the claw marks going down the stairs, uh, like of his nails. Yeah. And then that the actual house that there is claw marks. That is so scary. Bad. Oh. Uh. oh. Or the same movie, different scene when he's running away and he's running through the sheets that are yeah. outside. Because when we were kids, we were so I was so scared of those. I know when we were kids, my mom always did laundry and hung the sheets outside, and you and I would run up and down the sheets. Did I ever? I don't know. I don't think you were around for this. One of my first ghost stories. Another one. Sorry, I have a bunch of first ones. I don't know which one came first. <coughs> um, we I was sitting in the back living room, and we had the kind of um hanging up situation that you start you sit on the my words aren't working uh-huh. deck and it goes up like what would you say 30 40 feet in the air yeah, it's like a pole with like a rope pulley system and it was like a, it was like what 100 feet long like it was long yeah it was big so my mom would like do the sheets and they they would hang out there and they'd flutter in the wind but every once in a while i was in charge if one got too windy and it blew off i had to run out and go get it so i was at the back watching caillou or something i don't know i was really young probably like five a sheet falls okay but it doesn't fall to the ground it fell over like like it fell over a person like it looked like an actual sheet goes which this story is why i have this tattoo <laughs> um and i was like oh 
that must be dad like that was my thought right I'm like oh it landed on daddy let's go back there so I go out back and I walk up to this this ghost that kind of like turns towards me and I go to grab the sheet off of him thinking he's being silly and the second I touch the sheet it went down to the ground that's creepy but like did it just it was stiff it was starchy Mm. did it just fall like that but why why the second it just collapsed. I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. So let's talk about the Lothary Mansion here. So if you have watched American Horror Story, um, what's a wood coven? Then you know about Lothary. So in 1832, Dr. L- Dr. Lewis and Delphine Lothary were renowned socialites in New Orleans. They surrounded themselves in finery and through the most elegant social gatherings, which I hope to do at my house, but I won't kill people. However, the slave workforce that enabled this luxury was horribly mistreated, even by the antebellum standards, which is crazy because that's the old South. Like things were horrible there, like worse than anywhere. In April of 1834, a fire broke out in the kitchen and quickly spread throughout the house. When firefighters put out the blaze, they found the cook chained to the stove in the kitchen. And in the attic, the firefighters found a secret, a barred door. Behind the door, they found dozens of slaves in a state of squalor. Some were chained to the walls, some were trapped in cages, and others were strapped into makeshift operating tables. Strewn about the the secret room were body parts, and human heads and organs were piled into buckets and jars. The Lalleries fled never to be seen again. The house was ransacked by an angry mob and lay vacant for years in a state of disrepair. It changed many hands over the time and the years, but no one stayed very long. Today, screams of pain can still be heard coming from 1140 Royal Street, and the apparitions of slaves have been reported walking the balconies that's scary she would like she thought like their blood kept her young and she'd like bathe in their blood and stuff Ugh. yeah and she did like really really weird stuff Ugh. yeah Ugh. i know Ugh. i know this one little marion parker was taken by a psychopath Ugh. Oh, little marion parker and assumably the psychopath the sad story of 12-year-old Marion Parker began when a 19-year-old psychopath, William Edward Hickman, ugh, what a weird name, uh, William Edward Hickman took her from her Los Angeles school in 1927. His intention was to ransom her back to her wealthy father and banker, Perry Parker. Hickman sent a series of cryptic notes to the Parkers demanding gold certificates in exchange for Marion. Despite Parker's attempts to get his daughter back safely, Hickman choked Marion and then proceeded to cut off her arms and legs with razor blades. Still, on te- still intent on getting his ransom, Hickman powdered Marion's face, combed her hair, and sewed her eyelids up. He put Marion's torso in the backseat of his car and covered it up to the neck with a blanket. Hickman then drove to the rendezvous and quickly made, made the handoff, but Parker soon discovered what he paid for was nothing but his daughter's corpse. Uh. Hickman was eventually caught and convicted, for, convic- convicted meeting his end in 1928 and at the end of the hangman's noose marion however lingers on her presence has been reported multiple times still residing at her childhood home at 631 south wilton place in los angeles california i don't get what makes like when i look at a person my last thought is i'm gonna cut you into pieces like that is such a weird malfunction of the brain 
<laughs> and it's crazy like think back then like how hard it was to catch people and stuff like there's no social media there were no cameras like that's disgusting so now our next one this house guys if you have not seen it sam and colby went here they did a sick video at the Velisca axe murder house on june 11th 1912 a brutal deed occurred in rural Velisca, iowa the moore family was sleeping quietly when an unknown perp raised an axe and ended joe moore with one blow from the flat end of his blade the same sad fate met joe's wife sarah and all four of their children and two visiting neighbor children What's more, the culprit then proceeded to beat the heads of the bodies into bloody pulp with an axe. He then covered the bloody heads with clothes and covered every mirror and piece of glass in a similar way, similar way and washed the blood from his hands. After that, he took out a two-pound slab of uncooked bacon from the icebox, wrapped it in a towel, and laid it on the floor next to the short piece of a keychain that did not belong to the Moors. What? The case has never been solved, but one of the theory links in this case is to several other axe-related occurrences that took place across the country during this period, the location believed to still be haunted by the victims of the tragic night. Several ghost investigations have occurred at the house, all gathering compelling evidence that this haunting is real. <laughs> now see now we've made a transition into talking about crimes okay crimes that literally triggered insane hauntings so i'm gonna start with one right here because we just need to make this smooth transition into lizzie borden because if we're talking ask um the Velisca axe murder house then we're gonna talk about lizzie borden who took 40 wax and killed her whole family well family i mean her dad and stepmom i know far too much about lizzie barton i had this weird vibe that like i knew her in a past life or i was her in a past life i again i would never murder anyone this podcast has gotten dark my dude selena yeah are you gonna murder someone not unless they like hurt someone provoke you yeah mm. <laughs> I, I would need to be pr- 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 provoked in which case it's not murder because i'm gonna tell you right now I really want to go live in this house that I want and I just want to live there forever and I don't want to go to jail. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. On August 4th, 1892, Lizzie Borden informed her maid, Bridget, of a grisly discovery. Her father, Andrew Borden, had been bludgeoned and mutilated by a hatchet while napping on the sofa. Wait, 1892. Oh, that's like, hey, that's only a little while before the Velisca. Ooh, Connections. Her stepmother, Abby, was found bludgeoned by an axe in the upstairs bedroom. Since Lizzie and Bridget were the only ones in the home during the murders, and Lizzie reportedly had a rocky relationship with her father and stepmother, she was immediately suspected in the case. Evidence, however, proved scant and Borden was untimely acquitted. No one else was ever charged. The Borden house stands today as a bed and breakfast, where guests can stay in the same bedrooms where the Borden slept over a century ago. In terms of spirits still roaming the house visitors have reported to hear creaking floors unexplained shadows and strange smells and even full body apparitions you know what i find so weird joe the fact that like all these places that like had these horrible horrible crazy murders in now we're like oh my god this would be perfect for a quaint bed and breakfast experience dude i know right <laughs> oh my gosh. on the topic of creepy things how about an old hospital that is the waverly oh. insane asylum how do- incredible how i can tell i know it about i know everything about everything buddy <laughs> built as a tuberculosis we need to go there 
Will you go? Because sure. there's a lady and she owns it, and you can rent out the whole thing. We could have it it's massive. We could just be in there. Sure, invite Sam and Colby. No, they've been there like ten times. I know, but they can come with us. Yeah. They can be our tour guides. You love Sam and Colby. Yeah, they're cool guys. Colby turned twenty five yesterday. I know, it's crazy. Anyways, built as a tuberculosis hospital in 1910, the Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky, saw thousands of death dur- thousands of deaths during its years of operation. With fresh air thought to be an effective remedy, patients were often left out in the elements regardless of the season or else placed in sunrooms where their lungs would be exposed to ultraviolet light. The other treatments included muscles and ribs being removed, allow to allow the lungs to expand or having balloons surgically implanted to expand the lungs by force, which often resulted in fatalities. At the height of the tuberculosis epidemic, the hospital saw an estimated one death an hour. As deaths increased, Waverly Hills constructed a tunnel to carry the deceased to a nearby railway out of the sight of the living. The death tunnel, along with the rest of the hospital, is said to be a hotspot for paranormal paranormal activity over the years visitors have reported hearing footsteps and disembodied voices seeing strange shadows and even encountering a young ghost named timmy who is said to roll a ball around the building's upper floors that is creepy dude i got another one here that's interesting okay it's a short one don't worry the ghost in the hole. Wait, you need to talk, you need to do that one too, bro. Which one? This one? Wait, do I am I missing a pile? I got a bunch here. Wait, what do you got there? You want one of these ones? Yeah. Let me I'll say this one quick. Yeah. That's so close. Okay, perfect. That was so hard to reach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is called the ghost in the hole, and it looks like a jail cell. Dude. If you were particularly bad while incarcerated in Alcatraz, they might have put you in the hole. The cells in the hole were lit with one dull bulb and contained no furniture. Prisoners lived there alone, mostly on bread and water, with a full meal only every three days. Oh my god, that makes me so sad. One inmate was locked in the hole and began to scream when he thought he was not alone, but in the company of a beast with glowing eyes. His cries were ignored and eventually they stopped. In the morning, they found he had been strangled. Well, some assume a guard did it to put an end to the screaming. Others believe that the inmate was killed by a ghost rumored to haunt the jail. Some guards said that they saw a recently deceased inmate appear for routine count, only to vanish a moment later. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those I had printed off a couple of stories of people who were killed by the ghost they saw. What's your next story? Is that another one? The Bell Witch. It's another shorty. Um, okay, go for it. John Bell and his family settled in Robertson County, Tennessee in the 1800s. Bell claimed to see a dog with the head of a rabbit and the Bell kids claimed that some spirit was pulling their bedding away at night while rats chewed at the beds themselves. The family claimed to hear a woman's voice singing and reciting sermons and hymns. Even General Andrew Jackson visited the house only to encounter some kind of spirit that temporarily stalled his horses. The ghost tormented Belle's youngest daughter until she broke off her engagement with a man the ghost did not fancy, and the ghost was ultimately blamed for Belle's declining health and subsequent death via poison that was discovered in the home's cabinets. Nowadays, people like to blame the Bell Witch, a name reportedly given to the entity by Jackson, for various paranormal phenomena that occur in the area, such as unexplained voices and lights. Cheers. Hmm. 
Now, we can't end the show without talking about the Amityville Horror House. Mm. So, this is definitely a place that has is almost like the mama when it comes to places where crime triggered hauntings. The mama? Like, the, the mama. It's the mama. It's the biggest. It's the one everybody knows about. What doesn't have more movies made about it than the Amityville Horror House? Okay. Immortalized in the... See? That's the first word. Immortalized. Immor- immortalized. In the best-selling book, The Amityville Horror, and its film adaptations, the iconic Dutch colonial home in Amityville, New York, supposedly hosts frightening specters. Still standing on Ocean Avenue, this home was the site of the infamous mass murder of the DeFeo family. On November 13, 1974, Ronald Butch DeFeo, in an alleged state of demonic possession, killed his parents, Ron and Louise, sisters, Don and Allison, and brothers, Mark and John Matthew. Wow, Mark, John, Matthew. With a sh- well, they had a lot of babies. With a shotgun as they slept. Ah, in 1976, George and Kathy Lutz, along with their three children, moved into the house but fled only 28 days later. The Lutzes claimed that they encountered hordes of flies in the home, green slime oozing from the walls, and crucifix turning upside down on their own. A Catholic priest was brought in to cleanse the house, but he was told by a disembodied voice to get out. While the house's hauntings have been largely debunked over the last 45 years, the stories of the lives lost are very much true. Butch DeFeo died in prison at age 69 on March 12th, 2021. Wow, that he died. wasn't even that long ago. No, I didn't know he died. I, I was literally listening to his... Uh, his sister on a podcast not too long ago and talking about him in jail. Hmm. Yeah, that wasn't even that long ago then. He still stood by his story, I'm pretty sure it was. But he did a lot of drugs. What was that. his story? That he was possessed. possessed. But he, apparently he did a lot of drugs. Did so. you hear? You want to hear a word of mouth story? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm going to leave names out. Local. There was a bad car accident on the West End. Guy runs a red light, T-bones, kills a woman. Oh, that was recent. Yeah, right? you know what story I'm talking about? Um, no. Said guy claimed that he was possessed and that it was like someone in the Oh, yeah, I to, read that. Yeah, like his claim is insanity. He, the voices told him to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like drive faster, drive faster and step on it and he ran a red light. Well, that's like, someone. you know, that, that, that falls really deep. And that's the thing, like demonic possession and mental health. So hand in hand because when you are like a weaker in a weaker mind state and stuff like that, things are able to possess you and then it's just so easy to make you look nuts because and that's a hard like you shouldn't say mm. make you look nuts but when mental health is playing into it it's it's wild dude mm-hmm. but anyways guys i hope you enjoyed that ghost 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 episode of the haunted estate and i have some good news my book is going to be out either at the end of january or early february so get ready for that i hope you are excited you can still get my my big oversized comfy hoodie thing selenasweekboo.com and you can also get my palette which is we have something else coming out really really quick not only are we having the return of something that you guys wanted so bad we are coming out with a valentine's day item that i think is gonna blow your mind so don't forget to always check beautyxboo.com guys i love you so much joel do you have any final words you gotta go watch our other youtube video where we paint each other it's hilarious we got absolutely blackout drunk yep hilarious anyways it was funny guys don't forget if something is going on in your life don't make a permanent decision over something temporary things can change overnight for the better i promise i am living proof because they did for me i love you stay strong stay beautiful and stay spooky boo crew bye
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.